up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Live Free Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mike Maxwell. Today's guest is Mr. Robert Hardgrave. I still refer to him as Farmer Bob. I think Crystal's sitting here next to me. We refer to him as Farmer Bob, right? Yes, that's correct. And I think the I think probably the only person that I t- call him Farmer Bob to is you. Like, that's how we refer to him. But we talk about his name in the in the episode. Nice. Petey's Barking. Um, Robert's a super cool dude. He's uh, kind of shy and quiet, like soft-spoken, but at the same time listens to like the gnarliest death metal, um, which is interesting to think about. What's that? Sounds like somebody's driving a shopping cart down the street. It's really hot in El Cajon today, so we're doing this with all the windows open and shit, so it doesn't matter. But, um, okay, so uh, Robert sat down with me via Skype from his studio in Seattle. We talk about the Voice 1156 Gallery, Fecal Face User Gallery, time travel, skateboarding, Seattle, challenging oneself, sewing, gassy earth, Farmer Bob, working hard, kidney failure, EC Gallery, classing it up, staph infection, grieving process, defying authority, and the family dynamic. So, as always, make sure you go check out the website, MikeMaxwellArt.com. Click on the blog and check out all the links for all the guests on the show. You can also donate to the show over there. Um, Our sponsor for this episode is Individual Clothing. You can check their website out at indvsl.com. Tons of cool art-based clothing. When you click on the blog, each each episode you'll see a, a... a link for you to donate to the podcast. If you donate $10 or more, um, we'll send you an individual uh, clothing t-shirt and maybe you'll get a zine and some special little goodies. Uh, So make sure you do that. Go click on the blog. Donate a little skrill if you can. If not, just go and download the show on iTunes. Make sure you go over and rate the show and leave some comments. For some reason, whatever that weird iTunes algorithm is, the more you, you download and comment, uh, the higher the rankings are. So if you go over there and do that, it's much much appreciated. So um, is there anything else we need to talk about, Crystal? We have a shirt coming out. Yeah, the Live Free shirt is about to drop. I just sent the graphic over to uh, the Roots Factory. My people's over there are going to print up that shirt. Um, I'm actually doing pre-sale now. I just posted a thing on my Facebook Um I should put. I, I don't know if I put it on Twitter yet or not, but I'll go do that after this. Um, I'm doing pre-sale on the shirt. It'll probably be a pretty limited run, so I'm I'm giving people the option to to get their shirts now. Um, they're gonna sell out quick. So if you want to do that, you could donate twenty bucks to the podcast, and uh, you'll get one of those shirts. Or if you donate ten, you'll get an individual shirt, and if you donate five, you get a zine. So. Make sure you go do that if you have the capabilities. If not, I still love you. Um, so I think that's all. That's all, right? That's good. Pete, is there anything else to say? Huh? Are you drooling? You got something to say? Tell me. If you got something to say, just say it. Look, you want so- you have something to say, obviously. What? <laughs> oh, that's it. Okay. All right. So with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado. Mr. Robert Hardgrave, a.k.a. Farmer Bob. Alright, let's give Robert a call. Yo, brother. Hey, what's going on? Now, let's see if we can get our cams up and running here. There we go. There it is. <laughs> what's up, Mr. Robert Hardgrave? How are what's you? Her- great to see you yeah man it's been it's been a number of years since we've seen one another <laughs> yeah i think i saw you in 2005 or something like that was that the last time you were in san diego i think so yeah yeah i only remember because you took a picture of me and my girl that we both like really like uh, you know like <laughs> we both always look at pictures of ourselves and are like ah you know like get all self-conscious but that one we That's both funny. really liked so it's nice Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for um, taking the time to shoot the shit with me. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. I seem to be um, linking back up with a bunch of old artists who I haven't seen or spoken with in semi-real life in a few years. I just had PJ Fiddler on the show. 
Oh, cool. Uh, last week, and uh, he was another one of those artists that I showed at Voice 1156 Gallery, which I think, I was trying to think about like when we met or how we got connected, and I know the first time we met was when I showed your work, right? You came down for a show? Is that, or am I mixing shows no. up? I think I had sent you some work. Uh, I met you at uh, something that Joshua Krause had set up um, at that that one place near his oh, house. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I I thought back even further. We I think we first connected on Fecal Face. Is that do you think that is that accurate? Oh, well, probably. Yeah, yeah. They had the um, like the little <laughs> gallery of stuff. Right. <laughs> but I think both you and I were making much different work back then. Oh, completely. Yes. What uh, what's yeah. been going on with you? I feel like uh, which, which is kind of I, I feel like you've been laying low a little bit, still working your butt off, but I I, I don't hear from you very often. So what's what's going yeah. on in your world? I just been uh, actually I have been taking a break from the internet, kind of. I mean, I still get on here, but it's uh, takes up a lot of my time if I if I don't watch it, you know. Um. I'm always looking for new music, so uh, I spend most of my time doing that on the internet. <laughs> yeah, even YouTube could suck you in for hours on end and just take up your yeah. time. But it, that's a little more rewarding, though, right? <laughs> well, if I find some good music, yeah, it's, it is rewarding. Uh, the internet's pretty great about, uh, well, I don't know if it's real legal, but there's a lot of good music out there, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's... Uh, I. I've been. I always talk about YouTube being a time machine, that I could straight go to 1979, and go see Led <laughs> Zeppelin somewhere. And you know, I might not physically be there, but I'm witnessing that sort of experience that happened. Oh yeah. And I yeah, figure if time great. travel ever is possible, it's probably going to be like that idea that you sort of are like an outside witness to it. So I don't feel like there's that much difference. Right. Right. Well, um, what's uh. Let's talk about your early life, like how you got to where you're at now. Um, you're you've been in Seattle for a long time, but did you grow up in Washington? No, no, I, I grew up in Arizona, uh, right near the border, and uh, uh, skateboarded a lot. You know, a typical thing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I didn't. Well, I I liked making drawings and stuff, but I didn't uh, have any ambition to go that route. I didn't really have any ambition at all except to skateboard. So, uh. <laughs> well, where the I, I talk about how influential like the skate and surf scene was here in San Diego. Like, just seeing the graphics on skateboards on all the different skateboards around was was super influential to a lot of a lot of people at that that time frame, right? Yeah, I think it was that, and uh, since it was not that popular at the time. I mean, it was popular, but not as much as it is now. And uh, it was the focus was much more on flow than uh, tricks, you know. Yeah. So I think I think that part of skateboarding is where where I got most of my uh, is where I started to experience uh, creativity. It's because you're trying to to make that flow happen without having all the uh, the stuttery tricks happening, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was. Uh, so that's I, kinda, I think it kind of relates to how I paint today, is the way I took skateboarding or the way I skateboarded. Yeah, it's kind of so. interesting. You can almost like you you could sort of make some parallels. Like if you got paint on the wheels and it skated around, like seeing the pass that it took, you can kind of see some oh. of that flow with the brush strokes, right? Exactly. Yeah, you're just trying to make one smooth movement instead of uh, trying to throw in all these flippity tricks <laughs> well when when did you start making stuff then like when did you really find a, a strong interest in that because um probably not till my early 20s um i moved here to seattle in 92 and that's kind of when i started going at it you know and uh i didn't really have anybody to hang out with here so i just spent all that time making work just drawing and uh i didn't have any ambition to like be a an artist really I just was drawing because it's what I did you know yeah. that's what I wanted to do uh, what got you out of Arizona what what were, were you all you know a lot of times we hear people who know from a young age that they're gonna get out of their hometown and go somewhere else and do something different did you have that mindset to, to leave Arizona to go up north uh, it was just 
an influence from a friend. He he lived in Arizona when we were kids, and we skateboarded a lot. And uh, he moved up here uh, because he had ambitions to be an artist. And and so I just ended up coming up here and hanging out with him for a while. And I just ended up loving it here and haven't haven't left. So. <laughs> so what was your buddy also influential in terms of of making art a more significant part of your life yeah probably yeah because he, he drew all the time and you know so it just made sense i'll just sit here and draw with you you know and, uh and it just and, it, and i had done it in high school a lot and after high school I, I i always drew it's just i didn't really take it seriously i didn't think it was uh, a path that I could take. Sure. Which is, you know, I find is the case for a lot of artists. Like, it's just a continual process of something that you just do that eventually somewhere along the lines you run into the right people or, or see the right thing where you learn, oh, wow, I can make a, a living doing this. Or, you know, you could you could find a new pathway that maybe you didn't know existed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, uh, uh, that's what I try to do these days instead of uh trying to um well i like painting a lot but i think there's a min many other applications that can be used to express and i don't want to limit myself just to painting anymore i mean i like painting and i'll probably always paint it's just that there's plenty of other things i mean my latest work has been mostly about sewing or at least this last few pieces uh and and the sewing has uh, it's just another application of drawing. So, sure, I um I I talk about that quite a bit. Like, there's you can find creativity in a lot of different things. It it never has to be in just one sort of facet of 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 making things. Um, and I think a lot of creative types they want to dabble in and you know get involved and learn new things because you feel like you know. Sometimes it's like, hey, I learned that thing. Let me chat. Like, there's a, a need to challenge yourself. Do you find that that's the case with you? Oh yeah, certainly. Uh, I, I just want to, yeah, just, just like you said. I, I really want to just try all sorts of different things and not. Uh, I just don't want to be pigeonholed as a painter. I guess. I mean, I like being a painter, and <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of ambivalent about it these days. Well, it's. it's at this point, in the way that I think our society is going with with the with the use of modern technology and really utilizing the internet, there's mm -hmm. no reason to just be one thing. Like, there's not like, I feel like like old rules are sort of dying out. Like, there's there's new things that are going to take place because we can do whatever. Like right now, I'm a radio DJ, which is weird as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? I would have never thought right, that. Right. And if I if I felt like recording these, I could be a, a television show interview post. You know, and I, we have that ability. So it's like you're just like Merv Griffin. <laughs> shit's going wild out there today. I did you hear about all the earthquakes that happened today? You know, San Francisco got hit last night, and Peru just got smashed with an earthquake. Do you worry about any of that stuff? Oh, really? Out there? No, I haven't. Yeah, Peru just. Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't read the news. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky. Maybe I just shouldn't even tell you, so you don't even have to bother with it. My wife tells me everything, and I just kind of hear it through her. Well, no, everyone was freaking out, freaking out about the East Coast earthquake yesterday. So Virginia got hit with like a a six or like five point eight or something. Huh. Then San Francisco had one last night, and I think they had two today. That you know are probably like regular San Francisco earthquakes, but then Peru got a six point eight today. Oh wow! Really? So it's like everyone. I, it seems like the Earth's letting some letting some gas out, or you know, it's <laughs> it's like got some buildup. Something is something something is up. It, and sometimes, like I swear, it's uh, like I was in a really bad mood the last few days, and sometimes it seems like the sun just acts up and gets a hold of my brain and rewires things for a minute. But I also have a staph infection, so I think the bacteria oh. <laughs> is making me a little crazy, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think the sun has a lot to do with a lot of things that we probably don't even know about as far as weather and, and the way the Earth shifts and whatnot. Yeah, and, right, and so then its effect on everything as well. Exactly. I mean, it, it 
everybody experiences it and the, and all the planets and whatever experience it too. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's a powerful force. Let's talk about another powerful force here. Uh, the things that you make, <laughs> uh, no, sometimes I still refer to you as, um, farmer Bob. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did, do you, have you made the full transition away from that old moniker? no it still haunts me <laughs> still haunts you that's awesome i have a couple skeletons in my closet that come back and bite me a little bit <laughs> some old names and things yeah it's okay i mean i i used utilized it for a long time so it, it stands to reason that it would still be there yeah Did and it... i don't mind you can call me farmer bob if you want it's cool <laughs> yeah I, I probably will refer to you as that for for a long time yeah. But only in, in the right circles, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Did, are you a farmer anyway? Do you farm? Or do you no, garden? It was more of a concept, you know. I was making, I was harvesting these uh, things, you know, from wherever, you know. That's what I was. Well, at the time, I think your, your work was much more figurative. And it, it almost, like, for instance, I have a piece in my living room of a pig-like figure. Yeah, yeah. It was sort of repet, like showed up in your in your work in different sort of formations, different mutations of the of a similar type character. Right, right. Yeah, the character thing was just kind of how I accessed uh, emotions, I think, and tried to find. I just utilized it as a as a gateway to to find different things, and and it just all ended up becoming. I became more focused on how how the lines were made in, in the end, and so that's where I kind of shifted towards, just by more of the movement, um, which I think is more natural. Did that was there a shift in you personally that went along with the work? Um, no, I just think that uh, the you know just the more you draw, I mean, the more you end up making things is you just end up finding more things to access. So uh, I wasn't drawing as much at that point. I was drawing a lot, but not as much as I probably do today. You know, I, uh, I mean, I work, you know, about six hours a day, but that's just at the studio, you know, and then I go home and I probably do a bunch of drawing there too, you know, and uh, it's just a constant thing. And uh, I don't, try to hinder it <laughs> so you, you think those shifts are more natural just in terms of doing the work like just just the fact that you get in the studio every day and put in the work is it just a natural transition into doing all the brand new things just in terms of like the amount of hours that you can put into one subject you fill that glass maybe yeah i think so uh, what is that picasso saying where he says you you gotta you gotta be working if to find the inspiration. Like inspiration will find you, but you have to be working, you know. So I utilize that kind of idea. Just and I try to keep it fresh, so I'm always trying to do different things. Like collage is a, an important part of my work. And um, you know, just freeform drawing is uh, you know, just how I kind of access different things. Right. Do you still doodle some of the characters sometimes when you're just scratching around? You know, I don't. Nothing I, shows I up think, anymore. There's a couple in in our house, and I look at them all the time, and I, and sometimes I long for making those drawings again. But if I try to do it, it just doesn't come out. They don't come out. They're not there anymore. Yeah, that's, that's, weird. that's interesting. I like that idea that it's just, yeah. uh, you know, there's there's this concept that people talk about a lot that it's uh, that each day we wake up and we're somebody different. We still have all the same memories, but each sleep we get a sort of new consciousness pops in. And it's kind of funny, like doing these recordings, I'm almost like taking a snapshot of, of who I am and who people have been in the past. And I know that it's all going to change. That everyone is is going to be different a year from now. Oh and yeah, totally. It's yeah. it's interesting just trying to think back on on things that have happened. That our memory is not really that clear. We get we get distorted quite a bit. Well, I find that when you're working a lot, you you'll you'll stumble upon something, 
and then you'll forget about it. And then when you come back onto it, you're like, oh, really surprised. And you're like, oh, well, I wish I had thought about this before. Oh, I had thought about it, you know? <laughs> and I, I think the forgetfulness is kind of powerful in a way because you don't, uh, I mean, because you're always surprised and uh, you're not uh, bored. You don't get bored. <laughs> That's, I, I still like to go back to like my 2003 folder and look at some of the stuff that was in there and get surprised just forgetting the things that, that were made in the past. Right. And it's amazing yeah. to think about how many pieces are out there in the world, living in society somewhere that I'll I'll probably never see again. You know, and I'm oh. sure for you too, right? Do you think about that often? Or Sometimes, ever? yeah. Uh, well, like if you look at flick my Flickr stream, it goes back to 2005, and um, I kind of like to go through it sometimes just to look at all that old junk. That yeah. I, that I can't draw anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, how long have you been? You've been showing your work now for a long time, right? At least ten years, close to ten years. Oh, like my first uh, exhibit was in '97, so a little over, a little over ten years, yeah. yeah. But it was, I, I showed and then I didn't show for a while, and then then I started showing again after I had all those health issues. I I began showing again. Yeah, you you ran into some pretty serious stuff. Are you, is it okay to talk about? Oh, certainly, that? yes. Well, I was born with degenerative kidney disease, and so eventually they they failed, both of them, and I had to, you know, get a transplant. So, uh, you know, from about 2000, or no, I'm sorry, 1995, till about 2000, I was starting to suffer from all these headaches, and um, and then in 2000 is when I, they told me my kidneys were about to fail so I just had to start doing all that getting ready for the workup uh, to get a transplant and to get uh, to go on dialysis so uh, you know it was I was still drawing and stuff just because that's what was what I was doing and uh, and I went to school for a little bit there to uh, to get a graphic design degree uh, but after I got out of school, uh, I really started to go downhill. So around 2002, I was my kidneys have completely failed, and I started dialysis. And the very beginning of 2003, I, I finally got a transplant. And so the transplant happened, and and then a couple of months later, the uh, transplant contracted cancer, or I got lymphoma, and. Um, so there was a little tumor in my new kidney. So I had to go through another six months of chemo and whatnot. And, uh, and by the end of 2003, it, you know, the cancer was clear. And I haven't had any episodes since. And, you know, and, and, and I felt better than I'd ever felt in my entire life. So, wow. um, and that's kind of where I started to focus more on doing what I wanted, which was, you know, to make as much work as I could because it felt I felt like the my time here was <laughs> not as long as I anticipated you know when I was younger you know because it kind of gives you a wake-up call that you know you need to do what you need to do so and there's some changes in value of things like the way you the way you value certain time and, and things right it, yeah or, definitely and um, and I still utilize that um, experience. I, I don't really paint about it anymore. For a long time, I painted about it, and uh, just because I'd never seen anybody paint about it, I guess, right. um, and it just seemed natural. And painting about your personal things is the most important thing, I believe. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it really really kicked me into gear that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> and i i see i i could see some correlations between the idea of you know like utilizing your time to the to the best of your ability and that idea of like living in the now you know which is something i think that comes with valuing life more like you're more interested in what's happening right now and i don't know if that's the case for everybody but i find that to be the case for me in certain situations and with the work, I think you're doing that same thing, right? It's all, there's an almost an abstraction of letting go of that that figurative of of holding on to things and just letting it be what it is. 
is it right. is there a correlation between that sort of mindset in life like okay I that was that and now I'm moving forward into this new sort of I, I assume you you would have to feel refreshed like a, a new new person right yeah well I I paint a lot slower than I did before and that goes with you know living in the moment so uh, I remember I was at at Mario's house once and he had this big painting on the wall and I was uh, as you know Mars one yeah and and we uh, and I he let me paint on his painting a little bit and he was so I was painting and he goes oh you move really slow <laughs> <laughs> and I thought well yeah I guess I do move really slow and and so I started to really think about that and and I do move really slow when I'm painting and I think that's just I just want to see every bit of that stroke come out, you know, and uh, and and then the new stuff I've been working on with the sewing, it takes a very long time. It's very slow and tedious, and um, and I crave that that slow slow work and, and and looking at your work instead of always making marks is another thing that I found to be you know very valuable and. Uh, so it is about living in the moment and trying not to focus on, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow, you know, because sure. you have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow. There might be a big earthquake, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of. Um, so you're getting ready. To, let's talk about your new work. You're getting, you have a show coming up on September 9th, right? Correct. And what, what's going on for that? You're, you're showing in Chicago? Yes, Chicago at uh, this gallery, EC Gallery, uh, and it's, I've never been there, so I don't know, I think it's downtown somewhere. Um, well, you look awfully professional right now. I know nobody could see you, but I, I'm used to a, a heavily bearded farmer <laughs> yeah. bob. Well, I, I got rid of the beard earlier this year. And, uh, you look nice, uh, your hair is all done just, up. Yes, yeah, I started growing my hair out again. and uh, It's classy. Yeah, I just wanted to. I guess I just wanted to look nice for a while. I don't know. I always look like a scumbag. <laughs> yeah, I bought a suit this year. I uh, I became a minister last year, and I've been doing oh, weddings. Yeah, it was just for my friends. I married Scott Saw, the artist, and his wife, oh, cool. or his now wife, <laughs> this year. And so I went and got a new suit, and I was like, "Damn, I'd like to wear a couple of these." You know, every, once a week, once every couple of weeks. It's nice to kind of class it up after you've been. Like a grimy artist for twenty years, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why are you working it? I still like the the beard look. I'd probably go back there eventually, but um, this is fine for now. <laughs> I want to shave mine so badly. I have these. I have impintigo, which is a form of staph infection from wrestling, from doing jujitsu. And I got these little scabs inside of my beard right now that I just so badly want to just chop off with razors. Oh. <laughs> I know it's super gross, but today's the first day they're not pussing. I'm so glad that it, the antibiotics are working. It's good. <laughs> so it's I'm nice. gonna actually, since I'm talking about this, I want to plug Defense Soap. Hold on one second. Okay. I gotta see. I gotta see if I can find their website really fast. See if it's on here. Yeah, DefenseSoap.com. Dude is super cool. He sent me a bunch of free samples, but I ended up buying some from a store anyway. Super helpful in not getting uh, staph infection from the gym. But you gotta use that shit all the time. But anyway, I just wanted to give that dude a shout out randomly. <laughs> yeah, shout out. <laughs> but so, so yeah, your show's coming up um, next month. I, let's let's get some information out there so that people could uh, the people in Chicago can go check you out. Well, the the newest batch of work. Well, I, I gotta have to backtrack a little bit because right That's before. Fine. I got the transplant. My father died, um, and so since it happened, it was a month afterwards that I ended up getting the transplant. So I didn't really have a chance to really process that. And over time, I found that I've needed to be able to process it. And so this new work is all about my father. It just commemorates him, um, all the good and the bad, everything. You know, I just tried to include everything, and uh, so. You know, it was a very difficult patch of work to make emotionally, but very, very much needed. And 
as uh, in the sewing, you know, as part of the process, because he, um, you know, always made me shirts, and he made my sister's wedding dress when he was around, and uh, he was always sewing or doing something like that, and so I utilized that to kind of access what he would probably experience, you know, in his daily life, and um, it was really useful, and I learned tons <laughs> about myself and how I feel about him and because um, we weren't very close you know because there was this rift you know with with uh, you know the religious views you know and uh, well, what, so, were, what were the religious differences oh well, I was raised a Christian you know and I haven't uh, I, w- I could never really wrap my mind around the whole idea because it was just seemed so intangible, and um, at some point I told them that I didn't want anything to do with it, and and then after that it was uh, it was kind of kind of like coming out of the closet in a way, and uh, it was just much more difficult to to, uh, to be close. So well, and it seems like that's something that young men and their fathers go through, like that that point where you're like, all right, now now we're different you know do it's almost i think fathers take it as a level of disrespect sometimes like and i'm impl- i'm implementing my own issues in here but mm-hmm. like that moment where you're like all right like i'm no longer a child like i like that moment where it's almost like they're old enough it's it's almost like the dominant monkey in the tribe you know, mm-hmm. it's like almost like, well, I'm in my prime now. There's something about that shift when our fathers start to get a little older and we become start to become men that there's like, there's almost a struggle in it, I think. And I'm, I'm just sort of running off of this off the top of my head, like with what you said, like thinking about it. And it's it's similar to that idea of like the new the new dominant male in a chimpanzee tribe. You see the same ideas, maybe, but uh, you know, maybe it's not so aggressive. But maybe in our modern society, it's some sort of form of that. Well, yeah. It, well, I really think it's uh, everybody probably experiences that whole family uh, shift. I mean, even uh, women, you know, probably have that same sort of thing happening. But it was just family, you know. It's, yeah. Family's a, a very difficult thing to deal with sometimes, and it's just not easy. You know, it's, you know it's easy. something, yeah. before we get too off topic of that, something that I also am thinking about now is that idea of also uh, renouncing religion. There's something to, to almost denounce, like, the ultimate father idea, which Christianity is sort of based around that fraternal like all powerful there's something about revolting against that that i think makes it easier to to defy authority and other things and so we're hit with that religion early i think even before our authority of our parents necessarily it almost seems like that like fear of god gets instilled into us early somehow if we were brought up in certain cultures oh yeah i believe so it's um well when it, even when i was a child you know, the whole idea of the rapture fucking freaked me out, you know? It was, it was, a uh, one of those things that, you know, I would just think about it at, at late at night, always, you know, and I'd try to have my door open so I could hear my folks breathing, you know? I just wanted to know if they were still there, you know? It just freaked me out. Because I thought, you know, I, I just couldn't imagine, you know, being one of the ones that was taken up to heaven, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so strange, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the problem is, it's the literal. It's the literal interpretations of everything. And I think, for me, I, I was an atheist. I went Catholic, agnostic, atheist. You know, which is the typical pattern. And now I'm no longer an atheist because it's it it takes too much belief as well. But. Uh, <laughs> that fear pattern. It, it it's it's disturbing that that we get into these ideas that everything is so needing to be a certain way and then like that control factor and there's something really freeing about letting go of that and i it comes through in 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 the art like we've talked about you know 
Oh, yeah. Well, I think art is its own form of worship, so it's uh, it's just a different belief system, you That's know? That's why it's, I think I'm God. Yeah, right. Well, it's, it's in a kind of way you are, but, you know, it, but I don't think it's In a kind of way you are, us. too. It's not all us making this stuff. I mean, we're... We're pulling in other other things that we don't even know that are there. You know, I don't. I do believe that there's some sort of higher power, but I don't know re- really what it is. I don't want to pigeonhole it into this old guy. You know, it's <laughs> not. It just doesn't make any sense to me. You right. know. Yeah, that idea of creativity too. I was just talking about that. My, I'm I'm doing another podcast tomorrow with uh, a local uh, entrepreneur, artist, graffiti writer, author, extraordinaire. And we were talking about that idea of creativity as in like the, that it's in the ether, you know, and I, I made a point, you know, we sat down for about a half hour and chatted and we hadn't hung out in about six years. Another like this sort of idea, like all these people I'm reconnecting with now, it's really funny. But he was talking about an idea of the, what he had, like some of the things that he was working on and, and it totally coincided with some of the things that I was doing at around the same time. Like we were talking about a year ago, how we made some transitions into some new phases of life, into like different artistic realms and things. And mm-hmm. we both were doing some of the same things, even though we weren't in communication with one another. You know what I mean? And it was nice to hear that because then I was like, yeah, maybe we are on the right track. It's interesting that we both can be living these similar type lifestyles or or maybe not lifestyles, but having similar experiences on different sort of parallel lines, you know what I mean? And it's sort of, it's almost like last night, I, I say the word workation, and I'm sure a million and a half people have said the word workation <laughs> before, but it came on the television, I heard the guy say workation, I was like, Crystal, get over here, listen to what this guy just said, you know? And it's like that idea that if we, if we could put stuff out into the ether and it could get picked up by other antenna receptors down the way, and vice versa, you know, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but it seems somewhat plausible when you have reoccurring experience, right? Yeah, well, I think also the internet has kind of made that real too. The internet is uh, all inclusive, and it's easy to find everybody else's uh, way through the world. You can just watch somebody work over years because of the internet you know yeah, you, yeah. you can watch bands grow over over time just because you know you've been watching them over the internet you know it's, and, and to be able to access all those other people's ideas it's it's uh you know and it's what the internet is you know it's kind of our collective consciousness in a way yeah that's a, it's an interesting way to look at it because it's like our brains are not that smart i, I say this a lot like by us, if we just read somebody's uh, like Facebook status, right? If we read it in our head to ourselves, it's almost as if we're telling our brain that we're experiencing that thing. And I think that's why you sometimes find such like heated debates, which I have a tendency to fall into. <laughs> I'm trying not to, but it happens. Um, but part of you experiences that experience now just because we're telling our brain it's similar they did some studies i I forget this woman's book um ah some new agey shit um Mm -hmm. but they did some tests where the somebody was uh meditating and thinking about the idea that they were like running a marathon and some in just in thinking of it in their heads it sent some messages to their muscles telling them that they were working doing this thing like there's almost a, a disconnect from reality because really our brains create our reality we just get light that goes into our pupils and creates this experience right <laughs> yeah it's uh well just look at advertising i mean all they gotta do is say it three times in a commercial and, and people go out and buy the stuff you know it's it's just an act of repeating things and when we're working, I think we actually repeat things to ourselves, kind of mantra, uh, just by the way we're working, you know? It was the internet. I forgot about was, the internet for a second. <laughs> it was the internet, yeah. But yeah, so it's that experience. So the the over, everyone's experience becomes one thing because just that idea of reading somebody's Facebook status puts you in that that moment or and then it's it's exemplified now because we have videos that go along with it we have a picture we got a smell 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we have the almost the full experience besides actually being there. Like we're almost convincing our brain we were there. Yeah. I wonder well, if that's going to start changing people's brains and thinking certain stories are theirs and they're not. If that really is a real thing, it's just a, you know. Well, just think about uh, 20 years down the road, you know, all the the people that are kids now, you know, they'll have had this forever, you know. We, we haven't had it forever, you know. We, we, we know what it was like before this. Yeah, I feel super privileged. I say it all the time. But it, it's I, I feel glad that I had some moments that weren't, connected yeah yeah me too <laughs> my childhood it, it, it seems like it'd be such a difficult childhood to experience even though there's um, there's plenty of positives clearly but there's uh, with all the there's always problems that come with those things too there's always yeah. a cause and effect yeah it's a balance to everything yeah but i'm sure them kids will figure it out hopefully they'll just be smart as shit i said this before they'd be super smart or like just addicted to porn and depressed <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> cool. Well, let's 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 get that plug on the the gallery so that people can get over there. I really like. I I don't know if any of I'm sure you probably have the new works under wraps a bit, but I've I've seen some of the 2011 stuff that's on your website, and I I really like all the titles. Like I had to go look some of them up to see what it meant, but once I did, it was like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like, oh right, right. And it's yeah. always a lot of them are one-worded titles, right? I like one-word things. I I don't really talk that much, so uh, it's uh, one-word titles really work for me. That the title for this new show is kind of long compared to my old old titles. <laughs> this one's called uh, "The Apple Doesn't Fall Too Far from the Tree." You know, it's just something I say to to my my daughter. You uh-huh. know, and uh, are you finding the same thing with yourself, like your connection to your father? With her? Well, yeah, in terms of, like, it seems like you you would be saying, well, you didn't fall too far from your tree, and then your offspring aren't, aren't falling too far from your tree as well, right? Yeah, exactly. That's kind of how I tell her, tell her <laughs> that. <laughs> and uh, she just thinks I'm weird, but... <laughs> well, has, has being a father changed your perception of your own father and, like, going over, like, this, your own, your, your latest work, like... Uh, well, she's 21 now, so um, I don't know. We haven't really been that close over time. You know, it's in a way it is the same just because we aren't close. I mean, I, I love her and we talk regularly, but there, it, it's hard to get in a deep conversation with her, you know. Um, I wish that was different, you know, but oh, maybe over time it'll change. 21's you know? still young. Yeah, yeah. And I was 21 when she was born, so uh, I was just a kid, you know. Yeah, sure. But I'm, I hope for the best, you know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> for later. <laughs> well, with this show, do you feel like you, you've sort of made some amends? Or, or I don't even know if that, maybe that sounds right. Do you feel like you've, you've, got, you've got some closure on things with, with putting in the amount of the, the work that you have for this show? I think I've just scratched the surface. <laughs> well, that's actually that. I think that's a better answer, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I uh, could probably go along this line for a while, but I can't. You know, it, it's too hard emotionally to to focus on something like this. Um, the past three four months have just been really difficult. I've been really happy, but the, you know, sometimes I just the just thinking about the whole situation kind of it's been real. Uh, a lot of grief. Sure, I've been I've been talking about that a lot. Like those sometimes those movies that we play in our head can become sort of damaging to us. And it's interesting because we were talking about like living in the now and that idea of making work that's spontaneous and and natural and flowing and it just is about the now. Sort of focusing on the past, and this is something I've had my own issues with. So I'll just implement it into this, like I always do. <laughs> welcome <laughs> yeah yeah is that like playing those movies like and i said we have a, a hard time really remembering what the past really is without a really strong record of it that we have a tendency to bring some extra suffering and stress upon ourselves in replaying all those things 
Because there's a lot of a lot of times where our minds will just create things that really aren't even there. Like, like if we have a certain uh, situation happen, we'll we'll make like a sec like the rebound secondary situation that happened. It just playing a movie in our head, like going back, and it could, it could be damaging. You know, it it seems like a lot of times we need that to heal, but then what happens if that becomes repetitive? You know, where it doesn't actually become a healing process and just becomes something that just kind of hurts. Right. You right. know? Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a fine line, right? Yeah, it really is. And Same with the future, too. Like we're saying, like trying to pretend what the future is going to be. That puts a oh, lot yeah. of stress and, and uncomfort into a system that's supposed to just be kind of relaxing. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, focusing on the future is too difficult to try and figure that out because it's... It always changes without you even knowing what's happening, you know. Yeah. And you won't know until afterwards anyway <laughs> what happened, you know. And then but, even then you won't really have a very good view of it. Like, that's like you've forgotten about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're living in oblivion, really. But <laughs> It's beautiful, though, right? Oh, I think Sometimes, it's great. Yeah. Most of the yes. time? Nothing wrong with that. Nice. Um, well, let's plug the let's plug the gallery and your websites and your Facebooks and are you on the Twitters? You're not on the Twitters, huh? Well, I am, but I don't ever do anything over there because I'm finding I'm... you. I'm going to tag you. <laughs> okay. On Twitter, <laughs> make it happen. Uh, I just I just don't understand what it's used for. I mean, I guess I would if I was selling more work, but I don't. I just want to make work. I don't. I have a hard time taking on that salesman role. Um, I've been okay. I use it just as like a record keeping process now. Like I put myself out there a ton and uh it's almost to go back and see who I've been. Especially with like this podcast. It's the same sort of thing. Like it's yeah. like a digital journal almost. How long have you been doing this? This I've been doing since last October, early November. Oh. So about a year almost. Yeah, coming up on the year. You're my sixty first episode. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah. So there's a record of some nonsense. Plus, I got I have a documentary coming out. Oh right, how's that going? I've been plugging the shit out of that like a salesman. Um, right. It's good, man. We recorded me and Mike Giant recorded like a year and a half worth of like interviews and talking and nonsense, and it all got put together in a in a film. It looks really good. The guys who did it are superb photographers, like. The way they set up all the shots are really nice. It's done really cool. well. I'm excited. It's it's gonna be weird as shit to be on the big screen talking, being an asshole. Oh, cool. When is when, when does it come out? Uh, the premiere is on the eighth, September eighth, in uh, oh, cool. San Diego, and then we're gonna do something in San Francisco at some point, and then hopefully it'll get into the festival system. Is are you going to be in the CIF next year, the Seattle International Film Festival? I, it all depends. I don't know. The director does all that stuff. Oh. So I, I probably see how it's going to be in the well, San Diego should... Festival and then see what it does from there, I think. Okay. Well, it'd be great if it came up here. I know. I'll go see it. <laughs> it'll, you know, eventually it'll be available for DVD and online and all that shit, too. But um, let's talk about you. Fuck me. Let's, let's get... <laughs> You're showing in Chicago on the on the ninth, and then you got some group shows coming up, which uh, I had talked to Kevin Titzer about getting all the uh, Pixie artists on the show, oh, but right. we we never pulled it together. But it so happens that you and PJ are, are both in that show, so it's actually working out organically. Yeah, yeah. So that Pixie show, uh, he asked me to do this a couple of years ago, and uh, and we were just kind of wait. I just waited around, or he he was always. We were always trying to figure out where he was going to do it, you know, and it finally came together and uh, kind of hit hit me by surprise when <laughs> the work, work had to be finished, you know. <laughs> but I'm pretty happy with the piece that I sent, and uh, it's just a piece on burlap. Um, it's not framed or anything. It's just hung up with pins, uh, which is kind of where I've been heading is uh, less work and it's easier because uh, my storage situation is pretty crammed up <laughs> I'm not a huge seller so it's uh, easy to end up with tons of 
giant paintings everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get those things out there into the, into the universe. Yeah. All right, brother. Um, well, let's um, let's plug your website. So, robertgrave.com. We do it again. Uh, you, you you blanked oh, out a second. It just glitched. Robertgrave.com. Yeah, that was in there. Did that work? Yeah, here and there. Okay, okay good. Uh, I'm gonna update it pretty soon here with all the new stuff. So, I'm pretty excited about all the new work. Uh, I've been I've been moving away from the rectangle. Um, so these are all most of them are shape pieces except for one uh, and then I find that the negative space it's created is is just as dynamic as the pieces themselves so it's interesting batch of work I, I haven't made a show this uh, focused in a while the last one I think was ah uh, buddy I'm starting to lose you in Los Angeles that Xenoglass show hard. No, no. It might be the connection. I don't know. Yeah. Should we move closer. <laughs> it's just it is. It's the internet running a little behind. It's just it's getting that little metallic glitch sound. Okay. But now you sound clear. Okay, I moved a little closer to the the speaker. <laughs> no, it was fine. It just it was doing like internet glitch. Like your video is a little behind your voice. It's funny. Oh right. You're like Max Headroom right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, cool. And then your Chicago show is what's the name of the space? Oh, ecgallery.com and it's in the West Loop. Uh, I don't know exactly where that is in the Meatpacking District, she says, but it doesn't mean anything to me right now. <laughs> yeah, till you get there. Till I get there. Nice, brother. Well, uh, I want to thank you again for taking the time to shoot the shit with me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was fun. It's nice talking to you, Mike. Yeah, you too. I hope uh, I hope we could see each other in uh, in the material world sometime sooner instead of the digital yeah. world. But I'll take what I can get. <laughs> exactly. All right, brother. Let's do friend. internet dap. <laughs> Bam. All right, my friend. Thank you. Be good. All right. All right. Take care, my friend. All right. Later. Goodbye. I am like a wolf. I'm not full of your hate. Full of my grace, seeing my face, I am a king. See the empty stage, see there's nothing there, save your ounce of despair. You once wasted air, you devil may care, poison Born wild, no childish things. Lone child.